This is Red Flags and Red Cards, a podcast about racing, soccer, and everything in between. What's up, everyone? Welcome to yet again another episode of Red Flags and Red Cards. It is Tuesday. It is a lovely day in Nashville. Josh, how is Raleigh? It is. It is wet. It is uh, very, very wet oh, sad. and cold. Oh, yes, it's, sad. it's like a. It's that like fake return to winter before mm. it's back into the seventies. Yeah. So it's it's just a just one of those days, but it's not bad. It's like um, winter's like you can't hold me back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I will fight till the last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. We're supposed to get a gnarly storm tomorrow, so everyone uh, here in Nashville still has, obviously, trauma from our Mm -hmm. tornado we had a year ago, so anytime they say really bad weather, we're like, oh, great. So, so excited for it, but um, that happened two weeks ago, and it turned out to be nothing, so I was praying the same thing happens uh, today, or tomorrow. Mm Today I did get a haircut, and there's just something about getting a haircut on a really nice day. I say nice day. It got up to 80 today. Um, according to my truck, it said 81 degrees. Mm-hmm. Whether Phil's telling the truth, I don't know. But I got a haircut, and I just like, felt good. I was like, man, why are haircuts just so freaking great? I just just love them. <laughs> love them. $35 later, it's fine. Yeah, it's way too I much money. <laughs> I've been cutting my own hair for... Nice. Uh, let's see how old am I 32 I've been cutting my own hair for about 14 years now so no way really that long yeah yeah I've paid for one haircut in the last 14 years didn't you get a haircut like at Supercuts or something when we were in in school or no nope wow no I I never knew this the only time I've gotten a haircut was it was for a friend's wedding it was like the day before he was like we're all going out together to get haircuts I was like oh why (laughs) <laughs> but, but we cool. did. there's these ridiculous pictures of me with like hair gel and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea this is new news to me yeah so yeah i would just like in school i would just cut it on breaks and oh. let it grow out throughout the semester and then when i was home for a break i'd give it just cut it all off wow just throw a four guard on there i hear you that it all off. I, I hear that <laughs> things things you find out after 10 plus years of friendship that's funny yeah (laughs) cool well um got some good stuff this week we can rant ramble about nascar was in phoenix uh premier league keeps trudging along champions league stuff happened today in the soccer world and stephen a smith talks about the nhl i'm gonna play a clip later and that's my only teaser for Stephen A. Smith. If you don't like him, which I'm sure you don't, uh, you can tune out after that. But I think Josh and I sometimes have weird soft spots for Stephen A. Mainly for me is because he hates the Cowboys as much as I do. So <laughs> it, it works for me. I don't know. There's just something about his personality that I find likable. Like, oh, I don't yeah. watch First Take too often or whatever it is. It, yeah. Is it still called First Take? Uh, yeah, um, it was actually on at church today, and I kind of was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on the topic, but there's times where like I really enjoy mm-hmm. his stuff, um, especially the little one-off things like we'll, we'll talk about later, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a, a few bits. But, uh, but first off, we had some racing happen this weekend. We did. Phoenix provided... Some good racing this weekend. Uh, I was not able to watch the Xfinity race. I know you were able to watch it. I was on the road back from New Jersey. But it turned out to be really, really good. Had a bunch of middle fingers. And was it a record amount of cautions? Uh, it, I think it tied a, re- tied a record. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but it was it was up there. It was... Who won? The Cindric win? Cindric won, yeah. There was a, a green-white checkered in which uh, of the 30-something cars still on track, 50 of them had contact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, It was just wild. Cars bouncing all over the place. Allgaier, like got into the wall. Somehow Ty Gibbs ended up second and kind of 
dive bomb the last corner to almost get to the uh, the um, quarter panel of Cindric, but Cindric just had too big of a gap. But it was the Xfinity series just time and time again shows itself to be the best package, the best car, the best you know most fun racing. It's just mm-hmm. it's just got everything you want. So. Yeah. It's been yeah. it has been the most impressive series for me this year. I think just as far as excitement and uh, grit, really, just you know, guys mm-hmm. just going for it. Which you, we usually see the grit part in the uh, truck series, which we still do, but I feel like we've been seeing that more in the Xfinity mm-hmm. series, which has been a, a bit of breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. especially yeah, over the last probably like two two or three seasons. Yes, yeah, all the young guys since they stopped having the Cup guys race in there every week it's been uh-huh. fantastic yeah weird <laughs> weird how that happened uh, but I, I spoke about uh middle fingers because josh berry if you're not familiar with is a a late model champ on many levels a uh, very successful driver uh with junior motorsports and the late model series but he's been able to drive um i don't know how many races he's doing this year is it like five or something it's like uh 12 or 15. Oh, it, okay way off yeah it's basically until sam mayer turns 18 oh yeah that's right and then once sam mayer turns 18 he's gonna be piloting the car for the rest of the season right um so what happened was josh berry got to race at phoenix and um he was on the outside of ferrucci ferrucci held his line which caused Barry to hit the wall because he was on his high side and there wasn't any more room. Then Josh Barry didn't like it. It uh, caused him to cut a tire and spin out in turn three and ended his day and therefore showed two middle fingers. <laughs> They're on track. So uh, I, I have two, two responses to that, but I want to hear your reaction first to it. Uh, I mean, I think so prior to that, he was he was having an excellent race, had run his way up to third place and then had a I believe it was a uh, yeah, they didn't get all the lug nuts tight. And so he had to come back down pit road. So he's having, you know, the drive of his best race ever. Um, and he had to go to the rear of the field and he was coming through the field. And there may have been something before where Ferrucci kind of crowded him on a, another turn or something. But yeah, for that specific highlight of him, the wreck itself, I have nothing wrong with what Ferrucci did. I no. think Ferrucci held his line. It was fine. And, uh, mayor kind of, um, to, to use Clint Boyer's terminology, jumped the cushion and got a little loose and, um, or tight and hit the wall and wrecked. But within that, I get, Barry's frustration because he has scratched and clawed for his entire life and is really thanks to Sam Mayer's age getting this once in a lifetime opportunity to race in great equipment in the top series that he'll more than likely ever reach and so there's all this pressure and like drive and determination to do the best he can to show what he can in this short stint that he has if he ever wants to hope to have an opportunity at something more in the future. And so that emotion element kind of came up and there's an element to it where you love to see that you love to see the emotion behind this guy that has like just nose to the grindstone his entire career um, and has, has opened up this opportunity. But at the same time um, I have nothing. I think Ferrucci was, you know, he was within his rights to hold his position. He's fighting for a, a finishing position and uh yeah that's how i saw it what uh what was that kind of what you were that's exactly what i saw was uh first he was just holding his line and it's up to barry to to figure out what to do with that whether it be check up a little bit and give not necessarily give him the position because fruity already had the position but barry just basically needs to had to figure out a way needed to figure out another way to get around ferrucci um and obviously that's not the case what happened and he ended up in the wall because he didn't do that um and yeah i I love seeing the emotion uh i feel like we haven't seen a lot of guys you know charge at another car and scream at another guy on track because of all the safety that that we have right now let alone give them the bird um that that entertainment is tip for me is is fantastic but 
uh, I think it wouldn't have been okay if Barry had the clout. I don't know if that's the right word to do it because uh, you know he has a limited amount of races to impress you know other teams or others you know or sponsors uh, to get another shot at maybe possibly being full time in, in Xfinity or trucks or, or whatever. And doing that uh, may have hurt those chances a little bit. Mm, yeah, which sure. which kind of sucks. Uh, but I mean, but hey, that maybe there is a sponsor that likes that kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe like Bass Pro or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's kind of how I saw it. I, I think it was entertaining, but I think it it hurt it it could hurt him. Uh, and uh, and Virgie didn't do anything wrong. And I also don't know if, if Dale Jr. will even... I'm sure he'll talk to Barry about it, but just from what I've learned about Jr. is that he's not a helicopter owner. He's going to let drivers be themselves. And as we've seen with Noah Gragson, we don't really need to get to that anymore. <laughs> um, so I don't think he's really going to... I'm sure he's going to give Josh tips or thoughts and stuff of, of his actions and maybe what to do in the future, but I don't see him saying now... If you do it again, you're going to be out or anything like that. No, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, they have a great yeah, relationship. Yeah, they do, and it stems back for years and years. And I think, and Josh is the type of guy too that I think uh, looks back and knows. Okay, that was a that was an overreaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I think uh, so. That'll that's kind of what. Yeah, he even said, he tweeted, not proud of my reaction. But mm. I've worked my whole career, whole life for these 12 races. So they mean a little more to me than most. On to Atlanta, we are only getting better every week. So, um, yeah, so I, I get it. But we'll we'll see what it what it looks like in the long run. But he's been he's been impressive. Yeah. Each week he's he been. Has. I'd say this season he's consistently been the second best. Um, well, he... He's each week. It seems like he's the second best car for junior motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, now one week Gregson's better, and one the next week Allgaier's better. But um, he seems to consistently be the second best car each week. So that's impressive yeah. in and of itself. Way better than Michael Annette, um, who's yeah. I don't know how. He, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> I don't. He's just he's out there. He's just kind of hanging out, just yeah, doing his thing and comfortable racing i guess yeah wins a restrictor plate race every other year. yeah yeah and, and that kind of just solidifies his role at junior motorsports and if anything yep. he's just kind of like a a development driver developing not necessarily himself but maybe parts i don't know <laughs> i don't know he probably brings in sponsorship money oh i'm sure yeah because he's very clean he's a clean guy yeah um so that's xfinity uh and a surprise winner in some regards for the cup series, Martin Truex Jr. with the most dominant car of the week or the, the race, uh, definitely came out on top. Um, aside from the 22, the 22 was mad fast, but, uh, couldn't quite keep up with the, the 19. Uh, did you see that restart where Truex almost took out the 22? Yes. Yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, they kind of hit went, the apron at the same time as they made co- the bump happened. And, yeah, and they went like, 13 wide. <laughs> yeah, 13 wide every every corner. So that's interesting. You think it was a surprise winner, kind of? I, I, yeah, just uh, I'm used to seeing. Yeah, I'm just not used to seeing him win at there. Like obviously, like he can win. He was one at Richmond, I believe. Yeah. Um, which he won Martinsville. Last he's won. Year. He won Martinsville last year. That was the last one he had. Yeah, I think it was a surprise. Usually, I don't know. I feel like you don't see. You know, I'm, that's his first time winning there, so that's what made it a yeah. surprise for me. That's true. I I wasn't really. I wouldn't say I was surprised. I I would. I would say that Truex has been the best car this year. On the whole, uh-huh. um, he just hasn't hadn't won yet. Because <laughs> we had a close a deal. Yeah. Yeah. It was he he had the second best car at several races and uh or he was the thing about truex is he's he's always as long as i can remember maybe earlier in his career it wasn't the case but he's always been one of those guys that's set up for the long run yeah Mm -hmm. Um, he's a long run driver and so you got you kind of have the the two extremes where you have 
the like the two best short run drivers in NASCAR are Joey Logano and Kevin Kevin Harvick. Yeah. For whatever reason, they're always fast on the short run. I know Rodney Childress is really intentional with Harvick about setting up for the short run. Um, that their their kind of strategy is to build a really big lead and then kind of manage it from there. And so it's not a comment like this week at Atlanta. Uh, we'll talk probably briefly about Atlanta a little bit further, but you'll have Harvick is kind of the, you know, the best at Atlanta. And if you notice last year, his win, he would kind of open up to like a seven second lead in the first half of the run. And then yeah. the second half, he just, he just manages and it, he gets down to like a four second lead, but he's, he's done what he needs to do. And right. Logano's kind of the, the same way you saw that where Truex has always been more like the, one of the best long run guys. And so how that works itself out is that you, a, in order to, to do that, generally you need long runs <laughs> to, to really maximize that advantage, right. uh, which we had today. And then um, that's not to say he isn't good on the short run. Obviously those last 30 laps, he got the lead and never looked back. Um, but that's kind of been a hindrance, especially last year where, there were several races where he had one of the three best cars, but would just run into an issue where early in the race they'd have to, you know, speeding on pit road or a lug nut left on or a tire gets away or something happens um, where they have to go to the back of the field. And it's just harder if you're not a short run car, the best time to make up positions is on restarts. If you don't have that opportunity because you're not good on the restarts or as strong then you got to wait till longer in the run. And he would, by the time he'd work his way back up there, it was kind of too late because Harvick and Hamlin had opened up such a right. whooping last year. And so um, you've kind of seen that this year where I think at, at a Homestead, or yeah, Homestead, he had the best long run car. At um, Vegas, he had the second best long run car. At Phoenix, he had the best long run car. And so it, it finally worked out where the pit strategy worked out where he was or it worked out where he was up front and able to restart on the front row there that last restart get a nice push from Kozlowski combined with a little bit of a tire spin from Lugano yeah a little bit got that lead he was he was checked out so. Yeah, bye-bye so yeah I wouldn't count it as a surprise although yeah you're right he hasn't won at Phoenix before so that's um pretty yeah good now to get that um well we'll touch on the next note we have here in a moment but i would like to get to the to the following one where should there have been a caution those final laps because of debris or do uh broke broken brakes and fenders on the track not count as debris yeah i don't i don't get it like you know it's it's fine because it worked out where there was nothing wrong you know yeah. nobody nobody had that flat tire but like we very clearly watched the 41 like right for your fend- right front fender come off yes and it's laying on the track and somewhere ten- <laughs> somewhere and even five laps later they go by and boyer's like you see all the debris there <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you see it on the track and there's that other moment too where uh he was where there the people on twitter were saying well the debris is out of the way now because the three just plowed it into the wall but then a few laps later, it's like, well, the 51 just hit that debris and now it's back in the middle of the racing lane. So these are things people are are seeing and saying on Twitter. And so I'm like, it's it's clear to us on TV. This isn't one of those cautions where you throw it and we're going to be like, what? What debris? It was like, right. We, we believe you. There's yeah. debris on the track. Which we so. yeah, we had we heard we had those debris cautions for 10 years. We were like, show me the debris. Right. Oh, it's a it's a Coke can. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got yes it. like that and it's nowhere in the racing lane and it's up now it's in the grass by the time you yeah do, we're halfway under and if it's at martinsville so. it's like in the flowers and turns one and two <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so like that's one thing so i don't know i'm okay with there not being a debris caution i guess i know nascar said the track looks clear but it, it didn't look clear from where I, I was sitting it just so I, I don't know that would seem more of a hazard than when Kyle Busch spun and got his car moving again because he never had a, he never touched anything when he spun right. on the front stretch. It's like they threw a caution after he got the car straight and started going forward. I was like, okay, like I'm all for him spinning out and bunching the field up, but why is that deem a caution when right. nothing no he debris. wouldn't affect? Yeah, there's no debris. He's not affecting anyone. 
but all the shrapnel just came off the 41 and that could have made someone's good day turn into a bad day it thankfully didn't but right. i don't know i didn't you even see that at vegas when um i think bowman's flat tire there's uh-huh. all this debris flowing off and there's there's no caution and so again i don't know maybe maybe it was out of the racing lane but it looked like everything was in the lace racing lane five laps after we watched the 41's right front fender come off so i don't know i i just want it it's one of those things that would be nice to be explained yeah um i don't know who's who that's on to explain or or how you explain that if you show a picture and say, here's the debris we saw. Right. You can see it's clearly not in the racing lane. But Phoenix, it feels like the entire track is the racing lane. That's what I was going to say, is especially there. But I get the racing lane um, argument. But what if a driver goes out of that racing lane to do something daring or whatever and then hits Mm -hmm. that debris? And then what's the conversation look like then? And like hits right. that debris, something terrible happens. Like I don't, I don't mean like you know, a, you know, a life threatening crash or anything, but just like some, a, no, the, the the car is affected by that debris that's quote off the racing line. It's like okay, so is that a is that a relative line? Is that what you decide where the groove is? That's only that's the racing line. Is it where the the rubber and the you know the quote cushion is? Like which is just at, using uh, Boyer's terms. Mm-hmm. Um, which that was a great analogy, by the way, that he it used. was because I was like, I understand this because I watched the Chili Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and yeah, so it's like either throw the caution if it, it for debris or don't. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like it's the double. You know, it's obviously it's like you know if you're in truex shoes you don't want the caution to come out because you're in the lead and you're trucking good but let's say truex hits that debris uh-huh. you know and gets his tire goes flat and that's kind of the you know that's the the double you know that could go either way and they got nascar was fortunate that it didn't seem like it affected the outcome and so maybe i guess they were right then you know it was out of the racing lane but i don't know it's just it just seems suspect to me. Yeah. Um, what what was nice, though, is that this was a track and a race where tires mattered. Fresh mm-hmm. tires mattered. Um, which we, we've seen, like, it's not it's not consistent at all. Like, there's some races where you're like, we probably could have gone all, you know, 220 laps on the same set and had been fine. And then there's mm-hmm. other races where if you have seven laps on your tires and uh, you'll fade back 10 positions, which is what happened to Bubba Wallace. <laughs> uh, man, you want to talk about your, your heart just being messed with. He was like, he was just slowly coming to the field. He broke the top 10. I'm like, broke the top 10. We can throw the checkered flag right now and I will <laughs> finish the day happy. Then he gets up to seventh and then that caution comes out and like, oh, we're going to stay out. I was like, uh, don't, don't like this. I don't like this at all. And he just got swallowed up, and that, and he finished the day sixteenth, I think. Uh, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, the, I, I like I like gambling. I I love the gamble aspect of it. I was just like, dang it. You know? It's one of those things where had had four other cars done that too, mm-hmm. and the first car with fresh tires is starting in the third or fourth row. That could work out well to where he can get out to a bit of a good launch, a decent lead, um, and then he's he's not going to win because of the old tires. Those you know they'll they'll even out, but not that much. But you're looking at okay, maybe it it settles in and he he only falls to fifth, yeah, you know, and gains a few. And because the thing with him is his car was also similar to Truex, it was really built for the long run. There's one point late in the second stage where or midway through the second stage they had the green flag pit stops and they show Lugano's about half a second away from lapping Bubba. I'm like, oh well that stinks. Bubba's gonna go lap down. He's around twenty third. And then a little later in that run I check and it's all of a sudden Bubba's in eighteenth and he's four seconds ahead of Lugano. So maybe he he pitted maybe slightly later. That might have been part of it. He had fresher tires, but also he was just fast. Yeah. And so he had a good long run speed and was able to 
to work his way up and to, like you said, up to seventh place. And so it would have been nice to see what he could have done had he managed to, uh, or had they been on similar tires. I don't know. It seemed like that last run, his tires weren't as, as good. Or like the set didn't agree with him as much or something. Nah. Because he, but, uh, so you, you know, you don't know. And obviously the restarts can get crazy, but it would have been nice to see how that would have worked out for him. It was, uh, but on the whole, it was an encouraging race for them, I think, after oh, 100%. a few rough weeks. So, yeah, uh, I th- which there's going to be growing pains. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, we can't. Well, again, we're only five races in and we can't expect, you know, top five finishes every week with a brand new team. Right. So he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm curious what this this note you, you put on here. I, I, f- I think I know what you're going to say, but you said how Boyer makes Gordon better up in the commentator's booth elaborate on that (laughs) okay so there was there was specific moments and so a lot of it is also comparing jeff gordon to the past and so i've always i've never like since gordon joined the booth he's been he's been good but he hasn't been like great i've people have praised him a lot i've been like i mean he's okay um but there's certain things that Boyer's bringing out that allows Gordon to be better. And so there's a specific instance I'm thinking about that I noticed was with about 35 laps to go. And so it's right after that, that pit stop where Bubba stayed out and the rest of the field pitted Mm -hmm. and Jamie little comes on. She reports that they put less fuel in Joey Logano's car. And that uh, has allowed him to has helped with the car handling. And, and then she made some comment about Brad Kozlowski where, you know, they said to Brad that, you know, you're better on the long run, so just stick with it. And after they said that, Jeff Gordon came on. He made the comment that that's a really smart move by Paul Wolf. to only put as much fuel in the car as you need because it will make the car lighter and faster. And so in the past, like last year, that would have been the end of this discussion. It's just a good point of, oh, OK, yeah, lighter car. It goes faster. And then you would have had or even in years past, you would have had Daryl Waltrip and he would have made some comment like, oh, yeah, that hot rods hooked up, boys. They're going to be rolling now. You know, something like that. <laughs> that was good, which is just, you know, a fine commentary. There's nothing wrong with that. But what happened here is after Gordon makes that comment, Boyer goes, will it? Will it? He's like, Boyer yeah. goes, it'll it'll take off faster. And I mean, it might be what gives you a chance to win the race. And Gordon goes, yeah, but it shifts the balance. And so Boyer then continues, yeah, it'll make the car, it'll make the car go faster right away, but it'll make it tighter later in the run. And then Gordon comes on, he's like, yeah, it's because as the fuel load wears off, it adds more nose weight, and that makes gives you less rear weight. And so what it does is it makes the car a bit tighter. And so what he really needs to do is pull out to a big lead and try and hope it holds up. And Boyer makes some comment like, yeah, he's really got to go now and see, see how it unfolds. And so by Boyer kind of having that element in there where you kind of had the, well, is it? And it wasn't like a, I'm contradicting you, Jeff. It was like a, there's a bit more nuance. To yeah. That. Uh-huh. And, and what it did is it kind of allowed Jeff to, to come in and add that. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about how that affects the nose, the weight of the, how much gas you have in the car, how that affects the nose weight and how that can cause the car to tighten up and stuff like that. And so, so elements like that, that Boyer, his his kind of knowledge combined with the relationship he has with Jeff Gordon and the, the way they can conversate and build off one another has really taken my appreciation for what Jeff Gordon does up to another level. And I think it affects the whole crew as well because there's this energy that comes in because as soon as that finishes, Larry Mack jumps in and he's like, yeah, and because of that, they allowed, he had a second faster penalty or second faster pit stop and that allowed him to gain four positions to be starting on the front row instead of back in fifth. And so it was just all of that kind of flowed out of this, you know, it's a whole com- teamwork there of Jamie Little's excellent reporting, Jeff Gordon's good commentary, but then Clint kind of adding that, that kind of builds this energy mm-hmm. for everything else that just allows everybody else to shine a little bit more. And those are the things that really make guys great. I think Adam Alexander has been tasked with one of the hardest jobs in, in analysis where each week he's working with two race car drivers yeah. that aren't professionals no and he's having to make them comfortable and so you could see and i thought both him and joey lugano did a really good job with daniel suarez joey's very team. good up there he is yeah. he is um and you there's just a noticeable difference between daniel suarez and the first hundred laps where just struggling with 
with, you know, you could just tell he was super nervous. Yeah. And then as that second hundred laps goes on, both Adam and Joey kind of threw him a few like bones here and there of easier questions that got him more and more comfortable. And by the end of it, Daniel Suarez was, you know, just, he was really good. It was yeah. nice to listen to. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, just really good job that Fox is doing to, to build up the team. We've been, we've praised NBC for years. You and I have for yeah. what they've done. And it's cool to see Fox doing a, a similar thing with the way they've built their, their roster of talent. Do you think it's because, I mean, I feel like the, uh, one of the, what am I saying here? One of the pros to, to Jeff and Clint being able to, I don't want to say banter back and forth, but something similar to that is because they're both not far removed, especially Clint from being in the race car. So they're able to really give a good perspective of what the car is going to do because they're not far removed from this style of racing. Whereas you had Jeff and Daryl. Daryl hasn't been in a race car in over 20 years, and Jeff not a race car less than 10. And so Jeff knows a little bit more of what these cars are doing rather than Daryl. But right now, but now you have Jeff and Clint where they both understand what these cars are doing for the time being. So I think that has definitely been able to to help with how they're able to dissect what the cars are doing. Is that, does that sound about right? Yeah, I'd agree with that as well, that there was, there was a lot of times where Daryl Waltrip would say something and whether it be Jeff Gordon or somebody on Twitter that was like a crew chief or something that no longer in the series would make some comment and be like, yeah, that's not, right at all <laughs> that's that's not the, the case anymore it was so awkward too you're like eh, right. this is painful <laughs> yeah so i mean i like daryl waltrip i did yeah. and a little bit of it is too is just um age also catches up to yeah. with the with in the broadcast booth you, you'll see that with with anybody and so you know those are all those things play a role but yeah definitely clint only being a year removed is definitely a, a big added benefit for them as well for sure for sure now the big thing i want to talk about briefly (laughs) nashville (laughs) fairgrounds got a letter of intent to begin forward progress to future racing at the facility um this is huge huge news we have to have a big thank you to marcus smith obviously and dale jr for kind of making this happen especially Marcus Smith, obviously. He's been in talks with the Metro City Council, board people, whoever make these decisions, uh, to get this movie. National Fairgrounds is one of... It's like the oldest track? It's like one of the oldest short tracks on the... I don't I want to say on the circuit because it's not on the circuit, but anyway, it's an old track. <laughs> it's been around for a while. Um, it's been threatened to be closed down many times and... Um, and it hasn't, and it still has racing to this day. But um, they signed a letter intent today to um, continue forward progress for um, upgrades and for, for um, just basically continuing the talks of of NASCAR returning to the fairgrounds. So it was a big step for Nashville, a big step for NASCAR. And uh, it's super exciting, uh, especially for me being living here. Uh, we do have the national super speedway race come up in June. I don't think I'm going to be able to go for two reasons. One, I think I may be working. And the other reason, uh, tickets are stupid expensive because hmm. of limited capacity. I went to look at tickets last night. Everyone has bought them and now they're reselling them for close, like well over $200 a ticket. I was like, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it for a single race. I don't care if it's 30 minutes from my house. Uh, I mean, maybe I'll go to the truck race. It was like 50 bucks. Uh, yes, yeah, stupid expensive. But uh, this is really exciting for the fairgrounds. Uh, it needs a ton of work if you've ever been there. Uh, it's it's the, the grandstands aren't... Nothing's in bad shape. They're just in dated shape, if that's even a phrase. Uh, I think it sits 7,000 people. Uh, huge grandstands. Um, it, so they would need to upgrade the grandstands, add more grandstands. They need to add softballs. But the racing surface itself is in really good condition. Uh, it's it's fairly rough, but it's, the track is stupid fast. And very, very fun to watch. Uh, the SRX series will be there in July. 
That's gonna be sick. Oh my gosh, I think I think I'm scheduled to be working, but uh, I hope that I can come home <laughs> for that. Um, so yeah, there's it's just a great racetrack. I'm really excited about it, and they are having sprint cars there in August for when the uh, Music City Grand Prix weekend is here. They will have they're having sprint cars uh, that Saturday night at the Fairground Speedway. So it's a whole weekend of racing. Definitely going to that. Um, <laughs> That's going to be awesome. So yeah, Nashville is uh, looking good for many sports, especially because right behind the front stretch is the brand new at Nashville SC Stadium. The mm-hmm. skeleton of the grandstands is up and in the sky. Nice. Very, oh, that's going to be awesome. When I drive by it, I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. Anyway, that's, yeah. So that's just kind of what I wanted to rant about, about the Fairground Speedway. There's many more details. If you really want to get something in-depth of all that happened, go listen to the Dale Jr. download and Dale Jr. Uh, from last week. And Dale Jr. explains it in-depth for probably 30 minutes. Well, I just so the the fairgrounds was open in 1904. I'm just going to read you the first two sentences from Wikipedia because I think it's really funny. Okay. The the track first featured horseless carriages and motorcycles on June 11th, 1904, on a one one eighth mile dirt oval. Races were canceled after a motorcycle ran into the back of a car that was lining up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! I. That's that fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Yeah, so over 115 years ago. Wow. That was 117 years ago or Wolf. so. Wolf. Um, yes. So that's uh, that's very, very cool news. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on about the race? Um, Denny Hamlin's car looked like a Miami Dolphins sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yes how bizarre was that seeing him in the uh the offer pad car yeah. <laughs> yeah i saw it and i was like what's this sponsor like i knew there's something this way i was like oh it's offer pad it's like wow looks like it's a miami dolphins car <laughs> um yeah which oh does bring up the other point you made that nascar could be moving the car number as soon as next year yes so, I think we're both kind of in agreement of we don't hate it, right? No. I mean, if, when we saw it in person at the All-Star Race last year, um, kind of forgot we went to that until this was brought up. Um, I remember, like, we saw it. We were like, uh, I think I think I like it. And then by the end of the night, we are both like, yes. Because yeah. I remember the following weekend for racing, the number was obviously back in its normal spot. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah I, it's not gonna bother me it's it's really no. not I, I have other things to whine and complain about than that right to be That's honest not high up on the list no no um and we're people will complain about it for like a month but you know what they're still gonna do they're still gonna watch the race every week right so and they're still gonna post on facebook this is why i haven't watched since 2001 yeah <laughs> but you have been watching but you have been watching exactly <laughs> Exactly. I haven't watched since 2001. Every time those cars go by with the numbers like that, I'm just like, Dale would have never stood for this. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you just contradicted yourself. Everything so. about what you just said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dale would have never stood for this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I, I enjoyed the race this weekend. Um, I actually, one thing that, so I wasn't able to watch the race on Sunday, but what I did is I watched the replay on FS1 that started at 10 PM and ended at 1 PM. And let me tell you, this thing was great because at so they had like the replay of the NHRA race on uh-huh. and at, at 10 o'clock and like 10 seconds, they were taking the green flag. <laughs> like it was oh, as soon as nice. it up, they were starting, didn't the stage breaks didn't see pit stops for those. They skipped right ahead to the restart when they came back from commercial. I was nice. Like, this is great. This is a great way to watch the race. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you want to, you know, see an abbreviated version of it, just watch the replay on. And don't forget to cover the bottom line so you can't see the results. (laughs) Yeah, I was fortunately it was Selection Sunday. So there was a lot of other things first, but it popped up with NASCAR. I'm like, I'm going to see those results. So I I got a bunch of T-shirts and covered the bottom line. (laughs) So I couldn't see it. And it was awesome. It was good. 
Uh, before we move on, I would like to quickly touch on that F1 tested in Bahrain and Red Bull was very fast. Yes. Yes. Looking like forward to that. Yep. That's a couple weeks away, right? Yeah, we're two weeks away from Bahrain. Can't wait. This is such a great time. It's going to be so. Uh, I'm so yep, excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think a, a month from today is the first IndyCar race. I think it's April 16th. Thank you, right. Thank you, right. Let's so, go. That's going to be awesome. Getting to see JJ out there. And, uh, JJ, <laughs> Romain Grosjean. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be so good. Sure. Yes. Let's do some play on yellow card, red card. I'm going to uh, throw some different news out there in the uh, in the sports world or things we saw from this weekend. And if uh, Nick likes it, he's going to give it a play on. If he is conflicted about it, a yellow card. And if he does not like it, a red card. We're going to start in the, uh, the video game world. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods is returning to video games with two, 2K games. He'll be the title sponsor of Tiger Woods Golf Games. Now. Play on. That game is fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm curious to see how 2K. I haven't played any of it with uh, any of the 2K golf games. So Tiger Woods was obviously with EA Sports back in the day, but uh, 2K is now taking on the golf world. Uh, the next big thing, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more later with Stephen A., but the NHL will be returning to ESPN. Uh, play on, because that means way more games. And if you have ESPN+, Plus, that's even more games. I'm all for this. Yep. And uh, so I have NHL TV is what I how I watch the Sabres games all the time. Mm. And NHL TV is actually going to be collapsed into ESPN+. Plus. No so, way. Yes. That's brilliant. So I'm not sure what that'll look like. Um, but this is some really big forward thinking of the NHL becoming really the first league to fully buy into a subscription service, which is the way of the future for sports anyway. Oh, 100%. Um, and so NHL leaning into this and getting ESPN on board is huge for the future. Huge. So very cool. Um, next one that I'm really curious to get your thoughts on. Ryan Fitzpatrick signs with the Oh, man. I <laughs> play on because he's at a record for how many teams he's played for in the NFL. Okay, he's never played in a playoff game. <laughs> no, here's what happened last night when I saw that notification on my phone. We were watching, we were watching Netflix or something. My phone lit up, and I went and grabbed it and I looked at it. I did. I'm not kidding. I did a triple take. I was like, I said, so and so signs one year deal with Washington. I was like, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, 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 no. that's not what I said. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, you know what? If he brings his swag, let's go. Bring that Tampa Bay swag that he had. He's played for both Florida teams, correct? He's played for Miami uh, and Tampa Bay. But not Jacksonville. But not Jacksonville. Okay, sorry. I forgot Jacksonville yeah, is a city. Has, <laughs> yeah, he played for Tampa. He's played for Miami. He's played for the Jets. He played for the Bills. Um, has, he, has he been anywhere else? I don't Tampa, know. That's five. But yeah, he, I was I was rooting for him to end up with the Patriots as like a backup because then he'd have played for every single AFC East team. Um, <laughs> but, That's uh, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm slightly surprised that you went with the play on there because. I mean, well, it's a play on because it's entertaining. Okay. Super duper yellow card for what? Why? But we need we need a young good quarterback. Younger yeah. good quarterback. Yeah. That's the, I don't, I mean, him competing with Heineke, I'd, I'd love for Heineke to be an answer. I like him a lot. I yeah, me too. He's, he's a good quarterback. Would, would love to see him, like, progress. And so, but it's it's just an interesting combo to go with, especially mm -hmm. in a division that was so up for grabs this past year and probably won't be. There's going to be, you know, Dak's coming back healthy. The Eagles are going to see what they have with Jalen. Um, Dude, he's going to be fire. Yeah, I'm blanking on the same. Jalen. Uh, From Alabama, right? No, yes. that's not. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't or remember. No, he went to Oklahoma after Alabama. Uh, it's probably not even Jalen something, is it? I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his last name, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see his face. Yeah, which they might be moving on from Zach Ertz, so that could be uh, could be pretty cool. Um, 
if someone like the, the Bills can get him. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I was right. It was Jalen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll see how you know the Giants are going to be the Giants still, but always. It, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it works out. I'm curious. Giant, the Giants will they'll beat a really good team by by a couple touchdowns, and then the following week they'll get crushed. Right. Generally, what happens with the Giants? You're like, where'd this team come from? How do they have a win? Oh, right. Okay. Up, and they're playing a team with zero wins this year, and they just lost. Them. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, final one. Lamella comes on in the 19th minute, scores probably the goal of the year, a Rabona, and then follows it up with two yellow cards in the next 45 minutes <laughs> as Tottenham loses. Oh man. It's just red card, man. <laughs> Tottenham has gone so just just they fired um what's that French guy's name? I always lose his name. Who was a, their manager three, two years ago? I don't remember. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, they've just fallen, man. They just <laughs> uh you root for him. I do. Like if they're playing not city, I'm gonna generally pull for him. And they just... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's such a bummer. That, that goal, though, he scored was just so gorgeous. Like, you know, the... It's just such a... It's such a brave thing to do in that situation to a degree. And to another degree, it's like he just will not... Refuses to use his right foot. But... <laughs> right. But it's still just such a, a gorgeous goal. Let I'm me, pulling it up. Now. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Eric. Extraordinary! <laughs> he has such a baby face. <laughs> a wonderful flourishing skill by Eric Lamella. I love Arlo White so much. Yeah, that was oh, beautiful. Yeah, what a goal! What a goal! Yeah, gorgeous. And then goes on, takes two, gets two yellow cards the rest of the way, gets kicked out of the game. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, a rabona is a way of kicking the ball where you basically, where you should be kicking with your right leg, but instead you take he took his left leg and brought it behind him and kicked it on the opposite side of the the body uh so it's a and he put spin on the ball megged a guy just curled right into the post it's a gorgeous goal i'm watching it again just because i have to <laughs> yeah and it's, it's not the first time he's done it either he scored one i think like seven or eight years ago and oh that was, so that was dirty gorgeous. how do you get that accurate but with like such a punch yeah i don't know ah uh, it's just you did that boink I also just don't understand how you get this far and this high up in professional football and you're like, ah, I'm just not ever going to use my right foot. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, yeah, like I refuse. <laughs> oh yeah, my I, gosh. I don't get it, but in his career, he has one goal scored with his right foot. Wow. So, that's a stat right there if I've ever heard yes. of that's, that's good stuff right there. Yep, so that's it for our, our play on yellow card, red card segment, and uh, launches us into a little conversation about uh, the Premier League. Oh, man. Are you, oh, li- oh, you're seventh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just uh, the inability to beat bottom of the league teams is just killer. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out, you're fighting for a chance at a top four spot, and you lose to Burnley. That's sad. I'm sorry. They've lost something like four out of their last five at home. It's like, come on, guys. They've lost two of their last five. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. You know, one of those losses to Chelsea. You live with that. Chelsea is playing really well right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I, you know, they've Chelsea's two wins and three draws in their last few matches, but. yeah, it's just mm, should be better. And yeah. instead, they're sitting here, you know, realistically, there's three games they lost that you shouldn't be losing. You should go two wins and one draw in those games, which had they done that, they'd be sitting there with 53 points right now in fourth place. But mm-hmm. alas, 
<laughs> Alas, Ugh. we love Buffalo sports in Everton. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, gosh. The Sabres just made it 12 losses in a row, by the way. Oh, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brutal. Yeah. Um, well, well, City beat Fulham on Saturday 3 nothing, and they beat... Mar- I'm not going to try to say the German team. Borussia... <laughs> B B M. That's what I'll say. And the Champions League today, two nothing. Uh, so that's looking good for me. But I don't know what I want more. I don't know if I want. Well, do I want a Premier League title and a Champions League, or would I rather forfeit a Premier League title and get a Champions League win? Well, you guys are getting the Premier League title. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying, what would I rather have at this point? Right. I think I'd rather have Champions League, but at this point in the game, yes, I want the title for Premier League. And Champions well, League would be great, too. <laughs> feel free to just like go out and lose in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Just don't even yeah, ask anybody. right. You know, right. Let Everton run all over you guys. They need, get, the, they need something to build them up. Just get like the under 18s out there and they'll, they'll take it. They might still win. Everton would still lose to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It is what it is. Oh, man. <sighs> well, on a better note, shall we talk about Stephen A. Smith real quick? I'll play. Yes, a cl- I'll, I'll play a clip. Hang on one second. I'm going to pull it up. This is uh, ESPN. Hopefully they don't pull this. You might. <laughs> you know what time it is, y'all? The NHL is back, and look who's talking about hockey. The NHL is back on ESPN starting the 2021-22 season, and that means one thing and one thing only. We get to hear NHL Tonight music on a consistent <laughs> basis. With that being said, you know what time it is. I'll give you Stevens A-list of the I'll stop it there because it's a four-minute video. But that got me rolling. Josh sent me this link, I don't know, a week ago or so. And I finally watched it today. I was like, he sent me something about Stephen A. Smith. And, oh, it's so good. So ESPN uh, taking over hockey, like you said earlier. They're going to be splitting it probably. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So they'll uh, they'll have one of the conference finals each year. And they will have four out of the next eight Stanley Cup finals. Okay. And uh, and there's a handful, I think it's like 27 or something games a year, which will probably mean the return of Thursday night hockey. Nice. And uh, also having so many games on ESPN Plus and things like that, which they already have a, a few, have a few yeah. networks. Um, but it'll, it'll be a lot more games on there. And, uh, and it's expected that NBC will be the continuing with with the nhl as well um so so yeah i think which is great having multiple options for networks to watch it absolutely absolutely and hopefully those of us who have espn plus won't have their local game blacked out like mine it'll still happen (laughs) i know (laughs) it's like the one archaic thing a tv still does is blackout games right which leads me to this little rant more Preds tickets went on sale yesterday, two days ago. Do I even buy one? Like, do do I? I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm not as mad as you with Buffalo. <laughs> well, I'm I'm done being mad, and it's just become funny at this point. Well, your was it a, a retweet or a, or a meme you saw? It said uh, <laughs> it the day was already going. Today was going really bad until. Or really well until the Buffalo now, game came on, or something. I'm ruining it. I'm every it. every time I think things can't get any worse, the Buffalo Sabers play another game, <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even a Sabers fan. That was just the athletic reporter. <laughs> oh, that's good. I thought I was a fan. That take that makes it even better. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is what it is at this point. Yeah, so, it's a. Uh, they're bad, and uh, they've also they're you know a lot of injuries, but they are really really bad, and 
that's just where it's at. They haven't fired their coach for some reason. And the Sabres are having similar things with tickets where, so they're having 1,907 tickets is what they're allowed to sell. Mm -hmm. And so as of their first game that they're having tickets for is this Saturday afternoon. And as of today, there was still 501 tickets available. Oh, that's painful. (laughs) That's very painful. So they haven't even been able to sell less than 2,000 tickets. Yeah. And some of those, I'm sure, are like going to players' families and stuff. Oh, 100%. Like so they probably weren't selling all 1,900 no. tickets anyway. No, they're losing money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. There's a there's a Preds game that far off from our anniversary. And I was like, hey, you want to go to Preds game? She goes, and Lou was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we can go. I was like, oh. Like, I, want, like, I really want to go. I'm like, are we going to be disappointed? But I probably shouldn't think that way. I should probably just be thankful that Nashville's having games <laughs> like yeah, with fans. I mean, because it's fun regardless. Which, who are they playing? Well, that's the thing. One was the Blackhawks, which I would go to because of their rivalry. But the other one was the Hurricanes. I was like, I ain't going to that one. No, they're going <laughs> to get smashed. Yes. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Hurricanes. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> and yeah, they, they played, I think one's a, another one's a, the Stars, which they could probably still get. That could go either yeah, way. Yeah, they're, they're ahead in the standings of the Stars. I mean, by points percentage, the Stars are better, but. They had the the COVID break, but um, right, but yeah, the Preds are at least they're you know okay. In the Preds' last game, they've won four last ten games. They've won four of those. Like that's that's really impressive from where I'm sitting, where the <laughs> Sabers have a record of zero wins, ten losses, and two overtime losses uh, in the last twelve so sorry. games. <laughs> Good grief! So okay, so here's here's another thing with the so. Every year, I'm blanking on the guy's name. It's um, it's one of the guys I think with spit and chiclets, and he <laughs> he posts about the uh, the green jacket he get they give out each year, and that's for so the NHL has their plus minus system, which basically if you're on the ice for goal four, you get a plus. If you're on the ice for goal against, you get a minus, and you know and power play goals don't count. It's kind of it's not really a great system for measuring how well or bad someone's doing. But it can be a measurement for how bad an entire teams is going. And so this guy gives out the the the, the, the um, not a real, but he says the green jacket for the guy that has the lowest plus minus in the league. And right now, positions one through eight for the lowest plus minus in the league are all Buffalo Sabres. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now it's just comical for you, <laughs> right? And it's just like, uh, and yet I'm still watching. So hey, it's okay. I'm a mad one. Yeah, it's all good. Well, anything else you got before we head on out for the week? Um, Atlanta coming up. Uh, looking forward to it. It's gonna be a kind of probably a more boring race on the surface, mm. but there's a lot to look forward to. I am especially curious about, as mentioned earlier, Kevin Harvick. Uh, he just he's been good, but not great this year. Hasn't had kind of the speed we've saw last year. And so I think what's going to be really telling is this week. So that's the thing I'm looking out for is to see if Harvick is one of the two best cars. Then there's not really much I'm worried about throughout the year. If he's still hanging out around fifth, seventh, it just doesn't seem to be able to get up there at this track that he has owned for the last um, three Power or four long. years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's uh, then that's that's the big thing I'm looking for this week. Um, but but I'm just anticipating uh, him going out and winning. So he's my pick to win All right. on Sunday. But we'll see. All right. Yeah, I just realized um, I'll be in uh, Park City, Utah this week for a postponed ski trip. So we will not have an episode for you next week. This is I just re- I literally just was like, wait a second. I won't be home till Thursday. <laughs> So we'll give you guys just like our, we'll do like a five hot take thing that we've Mm -hmm. talked about doing, but we've never done it. So we'll do that on the Instagrams. um, Josh is really good about Twitter and our tweet page. (laughs) So keep an eye eye out for that. Um, Yeah, I guess my pick for Atlanta, Mm, real quick, real quick. I'm going to do Brad K. Brad K? Okay. I'm going to go for it. I, I, I think we'd have a good matchup there. And uh, everybody, uh, uh, send some. We got a, a birthday coming up for Mr. Williamson. In the yeah, the big three, three. Jesus's yeah. age. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll be in Atlanta. Actually, we uh, uh, we have a show on Thursday, right next to the Atlanta Braves Stadium. So that doesn't nice. suck at all. And then uh, on the 18th, and then we fly out for Park City on the, on my birthday. I'll be on an airplane, so that's fun. awesome. Yeah. So cool. Well, send uh, send your birthday wishes next way. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And, uh, yeah. Have a have a great time, and we will. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back with some good stuff and some possible stories of Nick's glory out in Park City. Yes. Praying <laughs> for no broken legs or arms or anything like that. Right. <laughs> But a few great stories. Oh, absolutely. Nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll get, like Josh said, we'll talk to you guys later. And uh, with that, I'm Nick. And I'm Josh. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye.